You're listening to another episode of Life Talk with Listeners. Nina, hey, good morning. Good morning from Los Angeles. It's nine <laughs> nine twenty a.m. Oh wow! <laughs> Just for context, today's episode is on relationships, which I think a lot of your fans and your followers have questions on or would be interested in hearing. So, hey, Jesse. Hi, Nina. How, How are about you? you? I'm good. Thank <laughs> you. Doing well too. <laughs> Um, so are you still in Paris? I know you took a trip to Paris. It looks really fun. Yes, I'm still, I'm still in Paris right now. And, uh, I think it's a, it's a great topic today. A lot of, uh, the people that listen to our podcast have requested, um, questions in this category of relationships. Not quite surprising to be honest, but, um, oh. yeah, so <laughs> it's interesting to address that finally. Okay, I have to ask, since we are on the topic of relationships and you are in Paris, super romantic, are you there with anyone or are you in a relationship? I'm afraid um, that I'm under NDAs. I can't really talk about that as of yet. Um, But yeah, uh, who knows? uh, I'll say keep an eye on my Instagram and... You know, I'm giving little hints here and there. You know, but, I have um, been keeping an eye on your Instagram, and I have a little yeah. idea. I have an oh, idea. Really? Okay. <laughs> I well, mean, I saw idea, some pictures. I, but, yeah, well, the pictures are, are obviously not um, representing for anything on social media these days. Uh, because I work with, obviously, models that, you know, happen to work with me on projects that aren't, aren't necessarily my... Uh, partner uh i wouldn't i would i would genuinely i think if i would do that i would genuinely announce it like i wouldn't be like for so long people keep people in like doubt so yeah gotcha it's not always what it seems yeah that may that makes sense um yeah Yeah. that makes sense because i was a little confused because there were a little some hints here and there but then there weren't that many so i was a little confused but that makes sense um, yeah. So since we're on this topic, tell me and your listeners, like, what are some things that you look for in a partner? Maybe like your top three things that you would look for in a partner. The top three things I would say, first off, intelligence. I think that's super attractive. Mm-hmm. And um, like, if you can have like an actual conversation with someone that has deeper meaning than small talk and talking mm-hmm. about the weather which is uh quite dutch to do is it? to be honest <laughs> uh, not, not every time but like hey it's sunny outside right now um <laughs> especially where you're where you're at now la right yeah it's nice it's, i love the sun i love the sun too but yeah we can mm. talk about more than, than yeah. the weather <laughs> exactly so and the second thing um is probably the eyes um, and with the eyes, with that being said, I also think the energy and the vibrations that uh, a woman give off are extremely important. I always, and I'm going to be very, very vulnerable again. I always had an idea that my ideal of a woman 
had a lot to do with appearance. Blonde, blue eyes, you know, the typical mm -hmm. match made, like ID of what society expects you to be with. I think that has always been in the back of my mind. But I let go of that. I let go of that, you know, like when you grow older and you meet, especially in America, so many incredible, hardworking, beautiful women. Um, and that, and I'm, I'm glad, you know, throughout this journey, I um, was able to experience that eventually uh, because of the amount of women that reached out. And we're like, Jesse, we've got to show you what real American women are. Like, you haven't had the right representation at all. And I saw that. And I'm extremely attracted to um, um, that, the three, the three things I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, then after that, I think after those three things, is more like appearance. Yeah. Okay. So like body, like curvaceous, um, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. Short or long hair. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're from the Netherlands. I read that it's like super diverse there. There's people from all ethnic backgrounds. And do you generally tend to date more like ethnically Dutch girls or are you open to other ethnicities? Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm open because that, that seems like I'm like I'm not per se opening myself up to anyone it, mm -hmm. like specifically or ethnicity. I'm just opening myself up to life. I'm just opening myself up to life and that therefore if I meet someone that I have a connection with, whatever your ethnicity is, mm -hmm. then I'm open to that. However, um, let's be realistic. Some cultural implications um, might make it not possible or very hard, um, you know. Uh, and, and then you've got also got to be realistic at, at some point because I think the mistake I made in the past is that I totally didn't give any fucks. Like, I was like, you know what? I don't care if you're older. I don't care if you're, uh, like, you know, from, from Saudi Arabia and that you have a very, very strict orthodox Mm -hmm. uh, belief of how, uh, you know, man and woman should be, um, or you're, uh, orthodox in whatever religion really like that just was like, I, you know, we, we can work that out. I believe in love. I believe in, you know, this, this, this working out anyway. Um, but you know, throughout my experience dating, um, women, I, saw that Jesse you do gotta be a little bit more realistic and that some things as notebook kind of fairy tale as they might seem uh, with hormones and whatnot you also gotta be realistic and that's that's where I learned the hard way and financially emotionally I, yeah. I figured that yeah you can't just date everybody I totally agree so I'm I'm Armenian yeah. um And we mm -hmm. like generally tend to date other Armenians, get married to another mm -hmm. Armenian, but my boyfriend's Mexican. So with me, I don't really see like a, a difference, but that's because we have, we have like common ground. We have similar beliefs. We're both family oriented. Mm -hmm. We're both driven. So I think like at the core of it, we're similar and that's why we get along. But like you were on 90 Day Fiance and I watched the show and we've seen 
women from America go to like completely different countries and then they wonder why it doesn't work out. I think there has to be like some sort of common ground for the relationship to work out, whether that's like religious beliefs or whatever it may be. I think there needs to be some kind of common ground. So I totally agree with you. Exactly. And, and, and this is funny that you say that. Um, I, I actually shared something about this on my Twitter. Uh, I tend to get a little political on my Twitter um, because I'm like, I'm using that platform for that. Um, but it's, it's really, really, um, disturbing because you talk about like the show 90 Fiance. I was, I was not on that. I was in before the 90 days, right? Before the 90 days. Like I would never just like, I was actually the, I think the only one that wasn't in it for the green card. Yeah. But, um, like, so when you look at that show and, um, I sometimes wonder if the U S CIS watches it because like I can get into the USA legally on many other visas, right? When you're willing to be a contributing member of society. Uh, and I'm, I'm sometimes worried that we don't cover that on TV too, you know, because that's traumatic. Like I spent hours and so much money on my visa processes, right? Because yeah. I entered the country legally. But what we're showing on reality TV is solely, oh, um, you can get into, I know you for a week and you are from a total different country. We're not equal in, in finances or we don't share the same mm-hmm. language. So I looked up like how the USCIS determines if there's immigration fraud for a K-1 visa, right? And the, the signs that they, and examples that they look for during his in, like K-1 visa is no shared language, number one a large age gap between both parties, difference in race and religion, unequal educational backgrounds. The couple is residing in separate addresses. The marriage has been kept a secret from friends and family. The timing, oh, and this is interesting, the timing of the marriage is such that it could have taken place out of urgency. That's, um, that's like the whole and, show. And I can go on and on and on. But basically when I read this, I was like, hey, that's the show I'm watching. <laughs> it's like exactly but, the show. You know, I've thought that same thing before. Like, is anyone monitoring these people to see if there's any kind of like immigration fraud happening? But probably not. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like and it's sad. It's so sad. It breaks my heart, uh, Nina, because, you know, like I believe there is, there are couples that are genuinely that i know of actually um that i know of are genuinely going through this process which is is sometimes difficult and sometimes hard and when you see how easy it is for people to get into it when you and i've seen examples also on the show and we both know the example mm-hmm. probably for somebody i think she wanted to become a doctor or something um Lita. yeah and then she's like Lita. like and then I'm like, you're actually admitting it. So we're not talking about like signs anymore and red flags. We're actually talking about someone admitting it. Um, then I'm like, okay, all right. Still not a problem. And then it's like, it breaks my heart for all these couples that are genuine and that have been knowing each other for years, right? And, 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 and mm-hmm. the time spent together and not just a week. 
and that yeah i'm like sometimes worried about that process no i I feel like there's so many people on the show that are totally open with their intentions of it just Mm -hmm. being like that they want to come to america or they want to get money um so i have i have no idea how this is monitored or what the future of the show holds but completely agree with you completely agree with (laughs) you sadly sadly yeah but but i'm also curious nina um because nina knows best Um, she does you're so right yeah (laughs) so right i i wonder like what because you're armenian Mm -hmm. uh you're gorgeous and you're very smart successful like you now have a boyfriend for many years right i do yeah three over three years now three years now what do you um what do you look for in a man what what do you find attractive well i i don't really have a type um it's not that i was looking for someone specific i was open to meeting meeting first of all i met my boyfriend on tinder out of all places Wow! Um, I know, right? Wow, Tinder success story. I should be sponsored by Tinder, but I made my (sighs) Tinder on my on my lunch break at work. I matched him. I just got super lucky. I matched him within a few minutes of making my Tinder. Um, I deleted my account before I even saw him in person because I was like, for whatever reason, he just stood out to me, and I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone else. I only want to talk to this guy. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. I'll just make it again. But. I deleted it before I saw him and I just, I don't know, something about it. Yeah. I just so committed. Um, I just knew from before I even saw him that this was going to be something else, but what do I look for in a partner? Um, I haven't even thought of that really in depth, but someone who's, someone who's driven someone who, because I'm like, I give my all in a relationship. I will yeah. give you all of my attention, all of my love. And that's what I want in return. Everything else is kind of secondary for me. Okay, I, I love that. I, yeah, I want mm-hmm. affection and I want love. Okay. To put it simply. Yeah. No, but, but like, what do you find attractive in a man? What do I find attractive in a man? Because I, I told you about what I find attractive in mm-hmm. a woman. Um, so I'm curious now from your perspective. I would say somebody who's driven and is striving. Like ambition. Ambition, yeah. Someone who's yeah. striving to, to make something one? for himself. Yeah. Okay, wow. Someone who's, yeah, striving to make something for himself. Um, Love that. I would say that's number one. Everything mm-hmm. else kind of comes secondary. Like, the, I mean, my boyfriend, I think he's super attractive, but guys that I've dated before, I don't think they were like... I don't know, super great looking. Sorry oh. if you guys are listening. <laughs> Sorry if you guys are listening. But that's okay, not yeah. something that I put like a lot of importance on is what I'm trying to say. For me, okay, it's, it's it. who you are as a person, more of like what you look like. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, we have, we have some questions, uh, right, from... Um, we do. Uh, listeners. We do. Do you want to go over those now or do you want to answer some other questions about relationships? What do you want to do? I think we have um, three questions coming in from um, what I remember, Kate and Liz. And Devin. Yeah. Devin. Okay, so we can get into the questions. Um, This question made me like I couldn't even get through this question without laughing. Um, oh, okay. But it's yeah. <laughs> it's the question from Kate. So shout out to Kate. 
Um, here's her question. She says, I know most people think all babies are beautiful, but I've seen some doozies before. What if I'm the parent of one of those babies? <laughs> I can't. What if I'm the parent to one of those babies? I saw something about this on the show, The Real. Like now I'm afraid my baby might not be oh as beautiful God. as I imagined her to come out. I'm worried that our baby might look more like his side of the family and he's mm-hmm. the best looking out of all of them. How do you deal with this? And what are your thoughts about this? Also, which I didn't know this about you, Jesse, or maybe it slipped my mind. She's asking, do you still donate your sperm? P.S. Love what? you. <laughs> P.S. Love I, you. Big fan. Give please give a shout out. Okay. So shout out to Kate. Okay, shout shout out Kate. Um, yeah, well, first of all, thank you for listening. Um, let, let me get one thing out of the way. I I don't donate my sperm. Um, I I I'm gonna be very honest. I had uh, requests, still having requests, uh, to donate sperm. However, uh, I only consider it seriously once. And I think Grazia, uh, Europe, like, uh, and you know, like one of those, um, um, what is it again? Magazines did, uh, okay. did an interview on that story of that. And then they, uh, addressed it. And then basically it was like a lesbian couple that genuinely had the wish for me to donate sperm for them because they didn't want an anonymous donor Mm-hmm. So just let me clear it out of the way. That was the only time I considered it seriously um, because I wanted to help them and I really wanted to fulfill that wish. Uh, eventually we didn't do it because I was like, what if I marry someone that or meet someone and she will not accept that I did that or like, you know, she will not, not be okay with that. And that would be like the love of my life or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, it's, it's a decision that I, I just, at that moment in my life, I couldn't like, yeah, I couldn't ground. I couldn't find grounding. So it's like, yeah, I didn't yeah. do it. And I have not donated my sperm as of yet. Yeah. And that would be such a big decision to make. I'm assuming you were like early twenties at that point. That's such a big decision to make. At such a I was, young age. I was, that was, uh, I was, whatever, I'm, I think I was 25. Yeah. 25. Yeah. Well, yeah, mid that's such a big decision to make. Um, but to answer her yeah, other so, question. Yeah. What do you think about that? I, I, I'm, um, I'm not sure. Like, I, I guess all babies are beautiful, right? In their yeah, own way. I agree. So I don't have kids. You don't have kids. So I can't like personally relate. I have mm-hmm. nieces, but yeah. I think, and just seeing my nieces be born, once they come out, that doesn't matter. Like you've, as, as a mom, you've spent nine months carrying this child and I don't know how long wishing to get pregnant. That when the kid finally comes out, when your baby finally comes out, I don't think any of that matters. Your baby's going to be beautiful to you and perfect to you no matter what. Um, also, just <laughs> some advice, yeah. some advice. If you're like so worried about your baby not being beautiful maybe you're just not ready to have a kid at this point at oh this wow in your life do you think oh wow um i i don't know like i i i wonder how many we should do like a poll or something how many people actually worry about that like is that an actual worry because i do understand where she's coming from like i understand the the uh the fear 
of like, oh, what if? However, like I, I'm, I'm a Christian, so I believe dearly in, you know, every child of God is beautiful in their own way. And then mm-hmm. it comes with uh, not problems, but with challenges, right? It, it might be having uh, Down syndrome, right? right you never yeah. know. So, but with Down syndrome, we've seen, we see it many times. There are challenges, but they are also bringing a lot of uh, opportunity that could, you know, so it's like, it's really how you look at it. And what I see now in society, and this is an interesting psychological conversation almost, is that there is this narrative of aesthetics uh, and especially where you're in LA, mm-hmm, uh, it's, 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 yeah, it's where the world really looks up at, right? Like everything that's like aesthetically pleasing to the eye, everybody wants to be like that. Uh, Kylie Jenner is in a very, a very good example. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to look like Kylie Jenner. I know a lot of women that, you know, do their lips like that. They do their facelift like that. They want the little cheekbones, what and whatnot. So like there, there is, something that I personally feel that aesthetically everybody can be beautiful in their own way. And I, I think the reason why you're so unique and why you're uniquely born with your genetics is exactly why you stand out the way you do. You know, we, we have people with skin conditions right now being top models working for elite. We have people with weird, um, um, bone structures uh, that are now, you know, uh, considered beautiful too. But again, it's everybody to each their own. And um, that's where I feel like you should be so much worried about that because it will be your child. It will be your uh, wonder. And therefore, whatever it might look like, it will be beautiful. Yeah, I like I like what you said, and, and especially, um, well, going back to Kylie Jenner, there's a few things that stood out to me, what you said. Uh, so everyone, like, looked, before she got all this plastic surgery, everyone looked at Kylie Jenner like the ugly duckling. It was sad because she was, like, Kim's sister, Courtney's sister, Kendall, Kendall, who's a model. Um, and it wasn't yeah. until she got all this work done, her lips done, boobs and everything, um, where she became a billionaire. She became... Kylie Jenner is like a household name now. I don't know about where you are, but like in LA or in the US, everyone knows Kylie Jenner. So it's a little sad that that that's what it took for that to happen. But it's unfortunately like the world that we live in. But like you said, um, people with skin conditions are like now top models. I think I'm not sure what designer it was, but someone recently had someone with Down syndrome walk the runway. So I think there's definitely some yeah. changes being made in what is acceptable and what's not now mm-hmm. in like the fashion or beauty industry. So I think we're making great strides towards imperfection now being like the norm. Whereas- exactly, you know, and, and yeah, we got to have the same fillers. We got to have the same lips, uh, Botox, like I, I'm gonna yeah. be again very honest with you. I love a woman with character in her face, and with that, yes, I mean some wrinkles. 
yes, I mean some imperfections. Like uh, that, that, that's just expression. That's life. That's what's making you unique. I don't like everybody looking the same. Everybody wanting to look the same. So, and, and, and I had this conversation with one of my, and I, you know, I'm very honest, I'm very mm-hmm. direct. I had this conversation with uh, one of my female friends. She wanted to do her lips. She wanted to do this. And I'm like, if you look yourself in the mirror, you're absolutely gorgeous. You stand out. Why do you want to like now change that? And, you know, like be like everybody else when the way you are now is so beautiful. And um, it's just this narrative that, you know, is being pushed by society, commercials and Instagram, right? Yeah. Um, and, so I was going to say it's Instagram. Yeah. 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 It's Instagram. But it, it, nowadays, like, and I see this actually a lot in the Armenian community in, like, Los Angeles. I'll go to someone's Instagram mm-hmm. and they look like the next person. I can't even tell them apart anymore because they all have the lips. Like, they have the cheek exactly. fillers. I can't even tell them apart anymore. So totally exactly. agree. Love someone with some, like, expression in their face or unique mm-hmm. works and, like, whatever makes you you. Yeah. So true. So true. Totally yeah. agree. Totally agree. Um, um, so I hope I hope this helps uh, helps you, Kate, a little bit with um, what, what you know the, the the insecurity of um, getting a baby. But I do understand where you're coming from, and I'm not saying your your insecurities are not um, legit, mm-hmm. yeah, or valid. Yeah. yeah, I see where she's coming from too. But also, Kate, you have to keep in mind that there's so many other things that could go wrong, like with maybe the health of the kid, or just it's just yeah. I mean, in America, there's so much gun violence and it's just not safe a lot of the time. So I think those are some other things that you mm-hmm. could focus on worrying about over what the kid looks like. As long as they're healthy, you can raise them safely. Everything else should be secondary. Yeah, and, and, and exactly. Also, you have to understand, like a baby, when it's born, it, it can be super cute when it's a toddler. Or, you know, toddlers that change when they are adults, I mean, like they totally, look totally different, you know, from a cute toddler to like, it, 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 you never know your appearance changes, you know, um, you have cute babies, uh, you have not so cute babies, but they become super cute toddlers, you know, so don't, don't have mm-hmm. so much value to that. Yeah. Totally. That's also, by the way, uh, yeah. So like something, you know what I mean? Uh, I know people that uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure about you, uh, Nina, that think all no babies look cute, you know, because they're newborn and they're like, you know, I've heard uh, that before, to, but I don't. Yeah, agree. right. So like, they they still have to develop their features, and uh, yeah, there will be a, a process. Don't I don't yeah. agree. I don't agree. Babies are so cute to me, but yeah, uh, yeah, I love babies. Um, I think yeah, me can... too. Me too. But I just know people in my circle that are like, oh no, not all babies look like aliens. Yeah, can... I think I, I actually, especially like chubby babies, to be honest. Oh, same. I think they're so like squishy and like super cute. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna think I'm lying, but I told my boyfriend that our baby needs to be a chunk. So I can, like, oh my it. god! Oh my god! <laughs> I, I I'm the same way. I'm the same way. This is why you know we're we're ladies and gentlemen. This is why we're doing podcasts together because we just resonate. This is like 
Mina is a female version of me. And then, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so. Um, there's another question. Anyway, what was, that we what have. was uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a question from Liz. She said, if someone would want to emulate your career, what would you suggest are the most important things to do? I think that's probably okay. towards you. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say develop some skills and character uh, traits necessarily, you know, to kickstart your entrepreneurial journey. And as I'm still learning along this journey, you will. And the majority of this game is in the process. Confidence and resilience, for example, are key traits you need to possess. And uh, a person attempting to emulate my career would fail if they didn't first build their self-confidence. And they'd also need to be able to cope with rejection. Be prepared to like at least handle like you know 50 to 100 no's before your first yes. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, I couldn't stomach all that rejection in the beginning, especially on top of being an actor. You know, and it makes you feel lost. Um, but you got to be prepared to become uncomfortable of surroundings and learn that your convenience and conviction do not live in the same house. The sooner you realize that you have to sacrifice most of your daily habits in order to achieve success, the better. So yeah, that's really something I want to I uh, give to you and um, also understand I had zero guidance and support. So I made unnecessary mistakes for a long time. And um, you don't have to do that. You can get the mentor, successful mentor, but always understand this is your journey. This is your process. You have to go through it. Don't emulate anybody. Harness your skill set and outsource the rest. I think that's I a hope really, that helps. Yeah. yeah, I think that's some really good advice. I have a couple of things to add. I mm-hmm. think, like, especially now with Instagram, we were talking about Instagram. I think we uh, tend to compare our success to other people's success and where uh, someone else is in their lives and where we think we should be just based on what we see online, don't stress over that. Don't do that. Don't compare your success to somebody else because your path is different than anybody else's. And I'm, I'm even guilty of that. Like I'll look at someone and I'm like, Oh, but this person is like so successful. They're doing this with their lives. Like, when am I, when is it going to be my turn? But your Mm. time will come as long as you're working hard towards your goal, it'll come. Another thing that I wanted to say or to add, it's a, piggybacking off of what you said it's okay mm-hmm. to be more than one thing and I recently saw like an interview with Jay-Z and he said mm-hmm. the same thing I think people put themselves in boxes and they're like well I went to school with a bio degree or for whatever like biology for biology um, and they think that they have to just stay within that career path it's okay to do more than one thing if you're into science but you're also creative. You want to start a podcast. That's totally fine. You can do that on the side. Mm-hmm. I think people need to stop putting themselves in boxes and need to go after what they truly want to do and what their real passions are. Like even me, exactly. for, yeah, even me, for example, I work a totally normal job, but I started a podcast on the side because mm-hmm. it made me happy. So I think that's hopefully some inspiration to anyone else and that's out there. Success. Yeah. Like happiness is success ultimately. Completely agree. I I feel like before I used to think like what job can make me the most money, but now it's like, what can I do to be happy? 
Mm-hmm. I hope this helps. Um, what was her name again? Her name's Liz. Liz. Okay. I hope this helps. Um, and then we had Devin, right? We have Devin. She's asking, what are the most exciting projects you're working on now? Is she? Uh, is she? Uh, oh, my yeah, God. I'm not she? sure. Devin, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm, um, yeah, so I'm, what am I working on right now? I'm um, currently defending my psychology thesis tomorrow. And I'm writing a book about intermittent fasting. Uh, writing a book? A, yeah, about intermittent fasting that. and like the, and applied psychology integrated. Amazing. Um, yeah, intermittent fasting, fasting, like it's just it's so many health benefits. It's just mind boggling. It's like, oh my God. Like why is not everybody on like intermittent fasting yet? Uh, you lose weight. Uh, you uh, make more HGH, uh, human growth, growth hormone. Um, you feel more energetic. You uh, don't have to worry about eating all the time and uh, clarity in your mind. And I can go on and on and on, uh, but that's something maybe for the next podcast because we don't have, you know, we try to keep it between uh, uh, 30 minutes. But um, also, I'm preparing to speak on some big stages, um, obviously. And um, I'm working on a, a comedy film, which is called An American in Amsterdam. It's funny because I'm currently working on going to uh, the U.S. permanently, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm now so much back and forth oh. that I'm like, like it's it's like um, I need to decide. Like, yes, I love the traveling, and I will continue to do that. But I'm more in the U.S. than anywhere else at the end of the day. So um, that made me thinking that I need to change, you know, my uh, visa game and um, see what opportunities there are. And by U.S., you mean you're going to go to New York, or where are you going to go? Probably will be in uh, New York, yeah. Yeah, maybe L.A. But uh, as of now, I have a great network in New York. And, uh, you know, that network and obviously the the jewelry uh, collaboration I'm doing there makes it a little bit more easier to do that there. Um, Awesome. And when yeah, is your movie we'll coming out? Yeah. Let us know when your movie's coming out. Yeah, I'll, I will. Yeah, we're just getting started. We're filming, so that will uh, be a long time from now. But it's it's my first comedy, so that's that's quite cool. Um, and you're having a, a boxing match, from what you told me last time. We're super excited. Yeah. My boyfriend yeah. Brian, my friend AB, we're we're all coming. Oh, that's so awesome! Yeah, I'll let you know when that's gonna be. Um, I'm not sure yet. But uh, that's definitely something I'll keep you updated on. Uh, also, for everyone listening, uh, Nina and I will be doing a podcast every week. So make sure that you are uh, following us uh, on Instagram, but also obviously the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you're listening from. Um, we really appreciate you all. Send yeah, us your questions. You yes. Send us questions or any like topic suggestions that you have. You can send them to Jesse. It's at mm-hmm. Jesse Meester, or you can send it to me. It's at underscore Nina Lou. Nina knows best, right? It's well, my Instagram is at underscore Nina Lou. My podcast, which I have a separate okay, podcast, is yeah. Nina Knows Best. Got it. All right. All right. That's 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 awesome. Um, I'm really excited, you know, to to uh, address your uh, questions and um, just talk life. Life talk with Jesse Meester, mm-hmm. you guys. <laughs>